Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you. Hello, hello, how the bloody heck are you, everyone in the world that's listening to this podcast right now, it's your boys, the boys of the whole internet, Lonnie and Dylan, I'm Dylan, he's Lonnie, Lonnie, how are you tonight, mate? Look, mate, I'm doing pretty well, because we're here, we're going to talk about some Marvel cartoons, had an up and down day, went to the footy, we lost, but I had a lovely walk by the river at home, so that was really nice, and now I'm seeing you, which is also really nice, so... Best best part of the day, surely. Some would say. Unbiased opinion. <laughs> so, what are we doing? Looking at some Marvel shows. Well, old Marvel. Well, that's it might surprise some of our listeners, but yes, on this show called "I Miss You, Man," we take each other on a journey through life, pop culture, and everything in between. Dylan's gone off Marvel recently, and I'm kind of followed him off that off that train, to be honest. But why not go back to when it was a bit weirder? bit different marvel itself was selling off the rights to anything they could because they're going bankrupt which is why they had so many wonderful cartoons time. it was a chaotic time yeah we're gonna what do we do we looked at every single pilot of every single marvel animated series i think it's exclusively the 90s i'm pretty sure yeah 92 was when the x-men storm started it's probably the most famous in some ways and it's the longest spider-man and then 1999, they just sneaked in with an Avengers cartoon, which you and I didn't know about. And they, they seem to like the hide on Disney Plus, don't they? They sure did. Search up Avengers, it ain't coming up. You <laughs> got to search Avengers United They Stand. You, you're going to want that puppy. Yeah. The idea as well today is we watch these pilots. What's a pilot for? It's to get you excited for the show. It's the introduction. Are you going to come back next week? Well, we're going to decide which 90s Marvel cartoon we're coming back to at some point in the future. Absolutely. Let's do it. How many have we got, mate? You want to run through the whole list? Okay. What have we got here? Well, we should also give some props to an article on the Nerdist website, which was um, starting off point for us. Uh, it was written by Kyle Anderson. Uh, just recently, 10th of May, 2023. So thank you, Kyle. Oh, there you go. He ranked them up for us. Um, oh, he did. He did. But we'll go through what they are. So, well, his ranking. I'll just do that, okay? His ranking <laughs> is the Avengers. You know, they stand. Oof, big oof. So, not only is it not very well known, it's also bottom of his list. Um, that is followed by Fantastic Four season one. Not sure why he has changed them season wise. Everything else, he just has the whole series. Anyway, whatever. Um, Spider-Man Unlimited. Again, I wasn't hugely knowledgeable about that one. We'll get into it. But no, I didn't, didn't even know remember about hearing about that. No. Yeah. Um, then he's put The Incredible Hulk, 
uh, Fantastic Four season two. Again, he, he has a reason. He thinks they're sort of so different that you may as well change them up, but I doubt it, to be honest, no. Kyle. Oh, okay. All right. Controversially, he's put Iron Man number four on his list. Bizarre to me. I don't think I don't, I don't think that's controversial. We'll get into it. Silver Surfer comes number three for him. And as Kyle admits, the um, difference between one and two is, is pretty negligible here. Negligible? There we go. I think I got it right the second time. <laughs> Spider-Man, the animated series, and X-Men, the animated series, uh, two and one for him. Absolutely. Do you have a history with any of these? Did you ever watch any of them? Well, look, we're, we're a bit funny, aren't we, Dylan? Because we were born towards the start of the 90s, but a lot of this stuff was being released when we were babies or toddlers, so it wasn't really something we were across in the same way you would as if you were, you know, more of a 10-year-old or whatever. Um, yeah. I do remember, also back then, that it was harder to get access to things, so you just sort of, whatever was on ABC well, Kids in the afternoon is what you watched. DVDs and stuff came about Absolutely. later on, but by the time they were being released on DVD, we're probably out of the cartoons anyway. Um, I knew about X Men, obviously. I watched that a little bit. Not sure how, but I, I definitely have memories of watching the X Men because it was around for a long time too, and five seasons worth. I yeah. also um, would have definitely seen some of the Spider Man one again, five seasons of it, so it would be existing a bit longer. And they were. That's the one I was I was getting amongst. Yeah, the they're the most Spider-Man. iconic characters too. Those those two series. I remember the Iron Man show watching it once. I didn't know much about him. I just knew that. Okay, this guy wears a suit. That's pretty cool. He's fighting baddies. Um, I think I would have known there was a Fantastic Four series, probably, but not much about it. And I didn't know the other ones existed. Um, we do have a bit of history with the Fantastic Four, though, don't we, Dylan? In particular, a, oh, mate. a musical episode of that. <sighs> there's a, there's an episode of the Fantastic Four when Human Torch just sings this fucking terrible song, <laughs> most awful song anyone's ever heard, and you keep bloody sending it to me all the time. Every week, I feel like I get this bloody fucking song just linked it, to me. When it when it strikes me, I listen to it. It's got a good beat, and you can dance to it. I don't know what more you want from the song. Okay. Well, you said you watched the episode, and I, I watched the episode around the song, yes, and it was pretty bad, like the episode we watched today, the pilot. So, ooh, okay, all right. Well, where do you want to start? Do you want to start there? Fantastic Four. Why not? Bad, right? Yeah, pretty terrible, to be honest. <laughs> but why? Why was it terrible, Warning? Well. It wasn't funny when I was trying to be. Poor, poor mate Ben Grimm mm. is given a lot of comedic fodder, but it's all bad. Nothing of it lands. Um, the characters are thinly drawn um, in terms of characterization. The drawing itself isn't anything to write home about either, to be honest. The animation, designs and style. And also, yeah. mainly, it's the way it's constructed, the episode. So It's, 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 so, it's so weird, isn't it? So it's a pilot, and it's, as we were saying, pilots are the first episode of a show. Um, I think in this series, they're probably mainly they're commissioned to do the 13 episodes, so it's not like it's the first one they make to see if it gets picked up. But also, it's the first episode to get people interested when it gets released. So the other ones, they're mainly 
the heroes already exist and we sort of are taking up on their journey. This one is about how these guys got their powers, which I guess is fair enough for the Fantastic Four because they have a very um, publicized, unique storyline in terms of how they got their powers. Like, it's pretty key to their story. It's not like mutant, they just turned up one day and they're mutants, right? Fantastic Four had an actual yeah. mission that they went on that got their powers. But the way they tell the story, Dylan, is so weird. They're on a talk show with Dick Clark. Actual actually, Dick Clark, by actual the way. Actual Dick Clark. <laughs> and they're doing a a telethon and to to you know raise interest and to convince people to do the to bring in to donate money to the college fund or whatever. They're telling their story about how they uh, got their powers and at the same time they're flogging books like an autobiography from them which I don't really see the point of why you need to do that after they, they've told their story like why do you need to read, read the book now they just told oh, you that's a good point actually. right it's a good point bloody old thing made Dick Clark buy a whole bloody case of him didn't he <laughs> that's funny uh, not what did you think of that um, decision it was, yeah, very strange. I thought it was a very odd setup for it. Um, yeah, didn't need it, right? Bizarre. Like, you get rid of all that Dick Clark stuff. It's That's a fine enough origin, I guess. But you didn't need to be cutting back and forth between it. It felt like they were going back all the time, just padding out the storyline. Because there's there's not much to say, and they kind of covered how they got their powers in the theme song slash opening credits. They went and yeah, and by the way, this is a two-parter. Two-parter? It goes for so long. Didn't didn't need to be a two-parter. Cut out all the Dick Clark stuff. You yeah, got yeah. just a solid pilot origin. Absolutely. And, I don't know. It's either, you just assume people know them, and you have a quick flashbacks to how they got their powers, like in the, in the intro, um, and just move forward and have a fun adventure, or you do it, do it better. In in a self-contained episode, I think. Um, and how many times by now have we seen the Fantastic Four get their powers? Like, we, we get it, you guys, you know? It's true. It's mm. true. Uh, I do love the fact in the episode, like, reads like, recent research shows no negative effects from cosmic rays. <laughs> I guess technically, technically he's right, because they get superpowers, so I guess that's not negative. Not negative but in that, that sense, no. I didn't really understand how that was, that was, um, why they did that, what they did. He sees a streak in this, in space. And so he's like, quick, get in the rocket. Let's go have a look at it. What was his plan? Just to be closer? Have a, have a squeeze? Yeah. It's an odd origin. Uh, I know. And the way they introduce their actual powers once they've been, they've had the little accident up in space, um, I don't know if it was just the way it was drawn, but it was so weird um, where Sue's like got some some wreckage on her and uh, Reed's trying to, to reach her. And it seems like she's like 10 metres away, like in the back of the ship and he's at the front and he's like, oh, if I could just reach you. I'm like, dude, what do you mean you could just reach her? She's so far away. It's not like she's just there and you just quite can't quite get her. Obviously introducing the fact that he can get stretchy powers in the future, but... Yeah, I mean, I think the idea is that the powers that they get is what they were trying or doing at the time Helping when they them. got hit by the cosmic rays. Yeah. Like, Johnny was on fire at the time. Reeve was trying to reach. Um, I don't know why Sue turns invisible. 
that <laughs> yeah, the thing was left in the bar. Off. I guess so. Yeah. That makes it does make a certain amount of, of sense, but I, and I think it maybe was just how it was drawn that the perspective was a bit off in that that bit. Um, yeah, probably the worst animated like animation. I would yeah, say. Yeah, it wasn't very good, was it? But then, like, you can have a first episode of them adjusting to their powers and having trouble with it, you know, not being able to control them or having to go do some training or thinking maybe thinking they're really great and going on an adventure, like a mission, straight away and screwing up and then having to regroup and, you know, focus themselves. But no, they just get their powers and they're, they're flying around, they're stretching, they're doing all the right stuff pretty much as soon as they get them. There's not much narrative tension yeah. there, is there? No, not really. Johnny saves someone straight away, burns their hands <laughs> when rescuing them. But everyone's fine with it. Um, there's also there's no. Well, he, he apologizes. He's like, "Sorry, I'm burning your hands, well, but like it's better than dying." You can't argue that. I guess. I guess that's true. It's um, found it weird is just the fact that they. What was I gonna say? I lost it. Oh no! Sorry. Here we go. Yeah, I'm back. I got it. I got it. I'm good. All right. The the narrative tension is also um, withdrawn, is not there at all, because they're talking about this whole adventure on a TV show. So like, I don't. Yeah. When you're in peril, I'm like, well, you're obviously fine. You're yeah, you obviously make it through. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to Dick Clark. Yeah, it's all good. Um, you flogging books. <laughs> what do you make of the actual, actual stories they get involved with? What's his name? Puppet Master or something? Puppet Master. Yeah. Yeah. So he can construct, uh, like voodoo doll like thing models of people and then put them in trances and control what they do pretty much pretty scary it is scary yeah. i guess um they don't seem to really care much about him to be honest he's just also happening to do stuff at the same time isn't he yeah they're not actively pursuing him he kind of uh brings them to his doorstep by trying to take over the thing i think he just sees him on tv doesn't he Pretty much. And he's, he's got some weird plans. He's got, like, some guys in prison he's going to take control of and the warden. And he, he seems to think in his mind it's like, okay, I'll control the prison. I'll get some criminals. I'll control the Fantastic Four. Next step, world domination. That's what he says. Coming <laughs> next. Yeah, I didn't... Um, He had a blind daughter that, you know... Loves the thing, whatever. Yeah, that that's cool. fine. Why can't thing just have someone that sees him and loves him? Why do they always have to be blind? That is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, poor fella. Yeah. But, um, you know, good on him at the end of the day. Was he supposed but, to be um, normal and then he, when his powers became the thing, he becomes really annoying? <laughs> was he always annoying? I think he was always annoying. I mean, in the show, he definitely was. Hmm. He wouldn't shut up. He... I thought this was supposed to be the human torch's personality while he's talking all the time. Yeah. Johnny doesn't have much of a personality, a does he? Really? No. There's a shower scene where he has to, he has to... The idea, I think, is that he's in the shower and so when he comes out, he can't use his powers because he's wet. It'll just take a second well, to dry off, that's definitely the idea because he, he says that. He's like, ah, oh, I wasn't wet. Oh, get ya. Would I? <laughs> does that stop him from recently having a shower, stop him from... Turning these flames on? Is that the idea? Seemingly. Apparently. That's what the show told us. He's still adjusting, I guess. I believe it. 
What did you make of the whole plot line about the Baxter building? I didn't really get it. Like, it's just an apartment they rent? Yeah, but it's it's like a big thing when they come back and get their powers. They're like, oh, who's going to rent us a place because we need to adjust to our lives and have a lab and stuff? I'm like, but didn't yeah. you have a lab at the beginning of the episode where you launched a rocket from? Why is it a problem now? That's no, not good enough. And you've got that's this landlady enough. who's like talking shit to you. And do you, do you have to live together, all four of you? I think that's, so. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Just guess Reed just wants to monitor the situation. You know, he's got to know. He's a researcher. Oh, I get that. But maybe as they go along, they'll... I think that the landlady was supposed to be like a foil to them and they're off doing fun stuff and she's like, you haven't made your rent. You know, like that sort of recurring character. But <laughs> that, old, that old classic. I'll never know because I'm not going to watch any more Tamley. Ooh, okay. Bit rough. Not even going to get into season two. Apparently, gets so good, deserves its own spot on a top ten list. Probably, probably won't bother with that. I was, um, mm. I was a bit disappointed too, but it's totally understandable given the time period that Sue is part of the team. She's a hero, but she's a damsel in distress as well. That has to be rescued by the boys, and when she is captured. They take her clothes off her straight away. And so for a lot of the episodes, she's running around in a nightie. Don't get it. Nah, no good. No good. Hmm. No. Hopefully they, they'll be doing a Fantastic Four at some point soon. Maybe they'll correct that sort of stuff. Make her a real hero. Who knows? We'll see. Here we go. Hmm. Well, is there anything good next? I want to talk about a good one now. Yes, I do. I just want one last thing about Fantastic Four. All um, right, you go. Did you, did you notice how Puppet Master was defeated? I didn't get it. Like, why did he have a puppet of himself? Was that supposed to do something? I, I didn't really understand that. It was like the power is going to be like increased exponentially because he's controlling himself. Because he's maybe. controlling himself through like a snake eating the tail, infinite power. I don't know. I guess weird. so. I guess so. Odd. But he's he's um he has a little fight with his blind daughter and they they scuffle and she pushes him out a window, defenestration. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. It's always the answer. Always the answer. Apparently, accidental though. To a certain degree. Well, the FMR. She's blind. She's blind. Yeah, that's true. But then he was he was missing, so maybe he planned it so he could. Oh. He come back at some point, I imagine. I didn't care enough to know. Oh, no. Fair enough. Well, what do you want to talk about now? How about we... Let's try... You want to do a good one, do you? I do. Can we do a, really do a halfway one? Which would be? Spider-Man Unlimited. Yeah, fair. Fair? Wasn't great, wasn't it? No, a very, very weird concept for a Spider-Man <laughs> show. And I guess in context... They've just done five seasons of like a regular friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's in college. He's doing kind of the classic storylines in New York. They've done everything. Done yeah. everything. They've done the spot. They've yep. done everything. Done some clones and stuff. They've even done the um, Spider-Verse beginning story, they apparently. The inspirational. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for Unlimited, I guess we should also say, Basically, a lot of these cartoons seem to be in the shadow of 
the Batman animated series from the nineties to drawing a lot of inspiration and this one in particular seems to be drawing inspiration from Batman Beyond, a sort of futuristic style show. Yeah, kind of, but it's it's weird. So like he's normal Spider Man to yeah. start with. And bloody J. Jonah Jameson's son, John Jameson, goes on a spaceship and goes to a place called Counter Earth. I guess it's just like a parallel Earth, a different universe. Well, I think the idea is that it's like exactly the same point on the other side of the sun, so we can't ever see it, but it's there at all times sort of thing. Ah, yeah. right. Weird. Right, okay. Yeah, very odd. And it's like this futuristic uh, Zootopia, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. With the, a lot of, uh, well, yeah. There's a high evolutionary who was recently seen in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 movie, which I don't think you've come across yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'll get there. No, but similar story where there's this guy who wants to um, redefine or redesign humanity or, I guess, living beings, and so he experiments upon them to try and create the perfect beings. And that's what he oh. he says he's done on Counter Earth. He's put together all sorts of um, animals and evolved them really really quickly to get them into humanoid like things. And there's a a human underclass living on the ground, and they're all living up in the sky in sort of futuristic cities. Um, according to Wikipedia, it was supposed to be set in the future, but then Batman Beyond came out, and so they're like, we can't exactly oh. do the exact same storyline, but we'll take kind of the idea of it. Weird, right? Yeah, no, very strange. I think you just should have committed to the future. I mean, it's not exactly the same. I assume it would have just been Spider Man gets flung to the future, which is different than Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. I think, and I think a, bit, a little bit inspired by Spider Man 2099. And I guess just the general idea of having a Spider Man fighting different villains in a different version of New York, which isn't, he's not fighting Doc Ock and stuff, he's fighting. Different weird beings just have something different. Bestials. Bestials, they say. Yes. Um, so it's a kind of a spiritual sequel. I don't think it's supposed to be the same Spider-Man, but it's a Spider-Man who has done similar things. He's had a life beforehand as the one in the in the regular animated series. Mm. How does it begin, Dylan, in this rocket ship? Why does um, Peter end up getting involved? Well, because bloody Venom and Carnage, everyone's favourite symbiotes, those little troublemakers, mm-hmm. little rascals, they bloody get on the spaceship and they're going to endanger old John Jameson, son of J. Jonah Jameson. Classic That's Spider-Man. Like, nah, get, get off. He wants to help out. I, I don't really know what his plan was, Dylan, because the rocket ship was launched, was about to be launched and launched. He sees them and he wants to help out. That's sure. That's fine. That's good, mate. So he just like flings himself to be on the rocket ship. No way to get inside. No way to warn John. Just I'm here, and it doesn't work out. And then the people on the on ground can somehow see what's happening up in space and realize something's going wrong with the <laughs> with the spaceship, and they blame Spider Man. So he's got yet another black mark against his name, which inspires him to to go himself around to Counter Earth to help out. Um. Did you get the impression that he spoke to MJ about his plan before he did it, or did he just do it? Nope. I think I think he just up and left. Yeah, with no no plan really, um, no no way of getting home either. 
No. Apart from like assuming the ship would, would land safely, which it doesn't, he's leaving in the middle of the night. What a dirty rat. Yeah, bit of a dog act. What do you, what do you think about his new suit, though? A nanotech spider suit. Well, he has a chat to Reed Richards and gets a nano suit. Maybe he could speak to Reed Richards and Avengers and other people to get some help going there to help John Jameson just, just like steal a rocket yourself and go around. Anyway, the suit is pretty cool. It's got a little cape. Yeah, he's got a little yeah, a little web cape. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I don't wonder. Not too bad. Yeah, um, I didn't mind the episode before he goes to Cairn Earth, but after that, I was like, oh, it's it's a bit boring. Like future apocalypse, Spider Man has to join the resistance. You know, we've seen it all before. It 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 didn't feel like a Spider Man story, which is kind of the point, but also the point of watching Spider Man is that he's doing Spider Man things in current day New York, right? Yeah, wanting to be a friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah, and not like, a what he call himself a friendly interplanetary spider something man like that. In this I I give him props for trying something different, you know, may as well. But I I do wonder if the different thing could have been if he's been in college in the start of his career for a while. Maybe you have a middle aged Spider Man, or you know, he's got kids and he's dealing with that sort of thing. That could have been a more fun. Maybe not fun for kids. I guess is maybe the the idea, but. Yeah. You could have, even, you know, Spider-Man with two Spider-Kids could have been a fun story. Something different, you know? Yeah, it's true. And uh, someone tried to stop him when he tried to take the ship the second time. Who did we, who did we get a little cameo well, from, mate? I didn't recognise him at first, but then I was like, oh my god, there he is. OG Nick Fury. He's other colour. <laughs> yeah. Find a little jetpack. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's pretty cool. <laughs> Good to see. The, yeah. the David Hasselhoff version. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. That was a fun little cameo. He didn't do much. He's just like, no, nah, you can't go, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's like, no, nah, I gotta. He's like, all right, then. Off go you on. go. Have fun. If you I, won't, scam, I won't tell anyone. Cheeky boy. <laughs> um, I did like one thing in this show in particular where the little on-screen um, graphics saying, like, four hours later all the place because it was just like a, co- like a comic. It was really cool. Exactly like comic book panels. So great. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the only only cool thing about the show. Yeah. I wouldn't rush back to this, but I again, it's a big swing. It's a bit different. So Yeah. And he's stuck there apparently. Whilst we left off. Yeah. <laughs> he's found a doctor though. Gonna be like a surrogate stepdad as kid, I think. Which again, it makes it worse that he didn't see didn't say goodbye to MJ. They took a picture with him. Yeah, it got burnt up, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, that no good. I just feel I know Spider Man. You feel bad about this because you kind of feel like you inadvertently caused this in some way. That the the issues with with um John Jameson on the other planet, but also you didn't. And maybe the government or the Avengers can help sort it out, not just you by yourself. Mm. Anyway, that's Spider Man no, for I mean, you. Always trying to help. Yeah. But you know what? No one's extra sad. Hmm. This has my favourite Spider-Man voice actor as well. Oh, really? Reno Romano, yeah. Has he done other, other he's the Spider-Man? Voice. Yeah, he's the voice actor. Did you ever play the uh, PS1 Spider-Man game? At some point I have, yeah. On my cousin's house or something, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that was him in that one. That's cool. Yeah. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> and this show was fine. 
Solid four out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not rushing back to it. No, not rushing back. What's next? Well, you know what? While we're on the shit train, let's just shovel another pile. Let's go Avengers United They Stand. Wow. Interesting. Oh, don't, don't even start. So don't this start. this was in the bottom of the list that we saw. Um, has left no cultural impact, it seems, and is focused on, like, not the main stars of the Avengers universe. So hasn't got a lot going for it in that sense. And guess what, Dylan? No. It's Sorry. pretty average, isn't it? It's not great. Oh yeah. No, I, it's very bad. With all that going all that going against it, I thought it might have been worse than it was. I thought it was okay. But pretty dead on average, if not maybe a little bit less. Oh, average. It's just extremely forgettable. There's nothing good about it. Go through the lineup of this. I, I've got them right here for you. It is it is horrid. It is led by the Avengers are led by Ant Man and the Wasp. So there's no Iron Man, there's no Thor, and there's no Cap. There's a reason they for even that. draw attention <laughs> they, they, that they're missing. They're like, just by the way, they're not coming. Don't worry. Um, yeah, they're oh, no good. Well, apparently they um, at that stage those characters were tied up in movie deals and stuff, so they were kind of weren't able to use them. Um, but Cap and Iron Man did come in for episodes each, one episode each. Oh, okay. Thor never came in for whatever reason. Oh no! But here's the rest of the lineup. All the all the hits. We've got <laughs> Scarlet Witch, sure. Vision, yeah, okay. Yeah. Falcon, yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Hawkeye. Less less Hawkeye, more Wolverine was the impression I was getting from oh, his character. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. He sounded like him. He had this real gruff voice. Uh -huh. He was a dick. He was angry all the time. Yep. And he's just a hothead. Nothing like Hawkeye. Nothing like him. Just they they needed a character to cause some tension within the group team. That's group dynamic. Okay, whatever. Yeah, they clearly just thought, oh, it works so well for X Men. Why don't we put a Wolverine <laughs> in again. here? Um, <laughs> then we've also got Tigra and Wonder Man, who I don't know much about to be honest, and having watched this show, still don't know a lot about them. I have I had no idea who Tigra was. Didn't even know she existed. Wonder Man, I knew in name only. I knew that he was uh, Vision's brainwave patterns or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His brainwave patterns based on Wonder Man, which they do in this, by the way. Yeah, they, they stick pretty close to that part of the storyline, don't they? Yeah. Um, right. I thought the theme song was pretty cool. They got this sort of cool whisper of Avengers. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Avengers. Yeah, it's not bad. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. The artwork has copped some flack online. I was seeing. I didn't think it was that bad, but when it got to the like power suits that the characters wear, I was like, oh, this isn't that great. They even have like little um, morphing up sequences, like in Power Rangers, of them all putting their suits on for battle. <laughs> I'm like, isn't the point of the Avengers that they're supposed to be already powerful? They don't need extra armor? Yeah, or if you're on the job, you're already suited up. You don't need yeah. extra shit. Yeah, it's classic. Um, Have a 30, to 30 second to a minute sequence of suiting up. It's, you know, a minute less of actual animation. 
reach it season mm. episode. No, no, good. Ultron is the baddie in the first episode. He's um creating Vision. And it's the classic Vision story where he becomes good by the end of it and joins the team. Um, yeah. Ultron has already been a, obviously around in some capacity. Um, and they, they do follow the comics where he's based off, like Ant-Man created him, Hank Pym created him. But largely forgettable. He's just talking to himself the whole time, Ultron. And he's very much just like, oh, I want to take over the world. He he does have some sure. interesting plans, though. Like, he's he attacks the president, but he wants to get to Hank Pym. And then he has some some of his armor and these little drones get left behind and taken. But actually, it's a trap for the Avengers so he can get into their mansion. The mansion is very easy to get into and destroy and attack, isn't it? Apparently, yeah, yeah, not very secure. Mm. Um, did you get the impression that this was supposed to be set in the sort of near future? Uh, I mean, not really. It just seemed like modern day. Yeah, apparently it was supposed to be in the future, so. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It kind of just felt to me like it's a, it's a version of Earth which has Avengers and stuff, so it didn't really feel like it was that yeah, far so. in the future. Yeah, so technology was a bit improved just by having those super smart superheroes around. But yeah, like, yeah, and even like a back. regular dude like like Falcon has his wings and stuff, and that's cool, I guess. Yeah. They they do they do cover some pretty standard Avengers um, arguments about like are they helping when they out when they're out and about who who looks after them who who has any oversight over them they're sort of self appointed guardians of planet Earth yet. If we have any problem with them, how do we do that? Very much Civil War-like arguments from the movies and later in the comic comics and then the movies. Um, yeah. But, you know, a lot of just them the, um, yelling at each other, the, the, the characters, wasn't particularly interesting. Yeah. And when what happened at one point, Falcon just jumps in when, like, Ultron's attacking the president hmm. and saves the president. And then the government goes to Avengers and, like, all right, that's it. You need to recruit Falcon. He's a good boy, said the president. And even just like, no, we don't want him. Why would you not want him? It's extra yeah, help, extra hand. Absolutely. He, he's helped out already. And then when they get attacked, they like give him orders and he knows what to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's a team player, clearly. Absolutely. What was the problem? Yeah. I, I, do, I do have this idea, which isn't particularly thought out, but the Avengers in this universe, from what we've seen, they seem to be acting as a sort of escalation point. So, like, they've got together, right, to defend the Earth, but by coming together, they've actually become a target. And if you look at this episode, Ultron's only trying to defeat Hank Pym and then take over the world. Mm. It's sort of like, maybe if the Avengers didn't exist, there wouldn't be any supervillains because you guys are the target all the time. But, like, the same question about Batman. Does he... Does he draw the villains to Gotham City because he's there and he's a challenge? But also, they need they need him as a guardian in that world. But who who who's um really the problem? You know, funny chicken egg question of the superhero world, isn't it? It is. But yeah, this show largely forgettable. Yeah, which is arguably worse than just the outright bad, not memorable. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you ain't a fan of it? No. No. Quite awful. 
Not, not as bad as Fantastic Four, but yeah, yeah, pretty bad. And uh, from what I understand, there's there are more recent Avengers cartoons which are much better. I think there's one Earth's Mightiest Heroes apparently runs says that's great. So just watch that. Yeah, apparently. Can we just say, just quickly, Scarlet Witch, her powers in this and in the comics are stupid, right? What do you mean? She got the power to affect probability. I just have like energy beams. Keep it simple, she. Do it, yeah. She's a witch, I guess. Right. Oh, come on. <laughs> I did. So look at my notes. One last thing about this show: when Falcon gets involved in the story, he he like sees things happening outside, and he's like pokes his head out to have a look at, and there's like drones fighting, and the president's getting shot down and stuff, and the vendors come out. But then his actual apartment gets gets um shot at, and like half of his wall is like taken out. I was thinking like Falcon just popped his head outside, and he's like, "Get the tail. What the fuck did I do?" <laughs> just sitting here, just not having a sticky bait. Yeah, that's the issue. Poor fella. So I, I feel I don't feel too bad when he gets involved, and then he gets promoted. Good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Okay, we've we done great. three of the bad ones. Should we keep going with one of the bad ones? I think, uh, what else? You're talking about Hulk? Again, five. very average for me, but not too bad. <laughs> I didn't mind it. It was all right. His, um, his first transformation is a bit horrific. Absolutely. I thought some of the artwork oh. was... And, um, like the, the title sequence was quite visually inventive where he's running around from the, the desert and the desert falls apart and he's on there's like canyons forming around him and then like a giant version of Thunderbolt yeah. uh, Ross picks up Betty and and you're right, that the sequence of his transformation is for a kid's cartoon. It's pretty full on. Yeah, it's like necks and heads all deformed and Ooh. got blank eyes. Yeah, not nah, crazy. And I mean, what more could you want? It's got his big three villains in this. The leader. Mm -hmm. It's got Abomination. And the army. Yeah. The big three. No, it, it felt like a very classic uh, Hulk story. They really went yeah. for it. It's the origin. It was not, not, not quite the origin, but like an early on story. And I think, I think if you're a Hulk fan, you'd be very pleased with this. Yeah, it was decent. He's trying to cure himself. Mm -hmm. Doesn't quite go his way. Gets a bit angry, has a fight with some super villains. Pretty standard, but pretty good. Yeah, it's the, it's the classic um, thing as well. He gets mad and he's being chased, and so he gets angry, gets, starts fighting, turns into the Hulk and starts attacking him. They attack him more, so he gets angrier. And Betty's like, hey, just if we'll just chill for a second and help him. But then Thunderbolt Ross is like, no, he can't take that chance. He's, he's, a, he's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Cost me my promotion once upon a time. He's obsessed with that. <laughs> he was well, quite on about that a bit, wasn't he? <laughs> um, who'd, they, who'd, they, who'd they get as Hulk name, mate? Who'd they get? Well, they got the main Hulk, didn't they? Lou Ferreira was, is the, doing the Hulk voice. A bit of a Lou coup. Oh, Fr is it Frigno? Who's Ferreira? <laughs> who am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Well, there you go. Good on you, though. Yeah, no, good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, was it though? I mean, that's fine. How hard to do Hulk voice? I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. Did yeah. you pick up Mark Hamill as Gargoyle? 
straight away. Yeah. Straight away, I got Mark Hamill. <laughs> you can, look, he's a great voice actor, but you can't always tell it's Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, no, no. but he was good. I had never heard of Gargoyle, but just a creepy little gremlin. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, uh, Rick Jones. You got bloody Luke Perry. <laughs> bit of a coup, hey? That's so odd. And he was the coolest guy ever. He was pretty damn cool. Um, I didn't know a lot about him, but I, it rang a bell when I saw him out there. At first, I was like, who the hell's this dude on the bike? But then I was like, oh, no, he's the guy he's helping. And part of the reason why he got um, got gamut in the first place. Yeah. He's just a, just a classic 90s Chad, which I guess is when they got Luke Perry. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. R.I.P. No, good on you, mate. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, good. no I think um, I think we're right. Incredible Hulk is is on the upper end of the middle or on the lower end of the good? No. no Probably good. Upper end of the good, surely. Yeah. Surely. Um, do you like his little band of freak friends? Like, he finds this group of, like, little creatures and critters that bloody were in the same Gamma Blast he was. Yeah, and so they've had, grown like, up to... Giant they've... mutant scorpions. Yeah. And, mm. I mean, I didn't like him at first, but then they were kind of cute afterwards. I liked how he kept calling that one Scorps. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I didn't. I did not like the giant snake with legs. The mm. snake with legs is not okay. It's not alright. No, I didn't. I didn't love the fact that um, Bruce Banner was there, like hugging them and like touching them and stuff. <laughs> but also, I guess he's a bit of a monster, isn't he? So yeah, he understands. Kindred not damp. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Nah, pretty good, pretty standard, but solid stuff. Yeah, probably you have to be a Hulk fan to be watching more. And apparently the first season is like we saw, is pretty pretty good, pretty standard Hulk stuff, and like, you know, pretty pretty good effort. Season two, they wanted to get more girl viewers, and so they uh, had She-Hulk as a main character, and it got a bit sillier mm. and not as good, oh, apparently. No. Apparently, Dylan. Oh, I can't no, say no. for sure for sure. Well, it's her bloody nature. She's silly. What are you going to know about? <laughs> Nothing. What's next? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you want to do your bloody X-Men? Freak parade. About <laughs> them, the original and the best of this nineteen nineties cartoon. So good, in fact, there's a reboot coming out this year, X Men ninety seven. Um, I think it's just a continuation, isn't it? 
Well, yeah, sorry, it's more of a yeah, sequel, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um very good stuff, obviously. Yeah, I feel it was, like it was very good. It's good, isn't it? It it sticks to the pretty pretty close to the beats of the of the comics. Um it treats it quite seriously. It's not particularly aimed at kids, is it? The X Men series. It's Ah, oh, one of the one of the main team members dies in the first episode. It's a very brave decision. Well, yeah. I mean, we say main team member. In this world, I guess. In our world, we're running through the mansion. We got Storm. Yeah. We got Beast. We're like, yeah, okay. We know yeah. them. And we see Morph. Who the fuck is Morph? <laughs> He's designed to be killed off straight away. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. But you know, it, it worked well. It works well enough. I um I think at, at a certain point though, like the show is very good, but also I think it was like really good compared to a lot of animation back then when, when it first came out. So it's probably got that rose colored glasses aspect for people looking back on it with nostalgia. Um because it, it's like a little bit slow, the, the animation isn't top notch. And the voice acting doesn't have that many frames. No, no, and the the voice acting is a bit over the top, like pretty. No, apparently not. Wow, I like that, especially like Wolverine. Wolverine's voice actor is great. Yeah, loved him. (laughs) The theme song is iconic. You can't get away from that, can you? Mate, one of the best of all time. And the way they introduce the characters in the intro with, you know of the demonstration of their powers and a, a big icon card it just gets you pumped every episode good yeah and they they don't do the origin of the x-men either they just exist already they uh, get yeah. a new mutant jubilee to go to the school yeah and we see it through her eyes it's a very good way to do it it's so good they just do it again for the first movie pretty much yeah, but with a, a much, much worse rogue. <laughs> yeah, they, they depower a lot for the movie, don't they? I, I I love that they don't even explain why she has super strength and power of flight in the show when yeah. she can just temporarily drain other powers. Uh, it's because she uh, held on to Ms. Marvel so long, everyone, and she took her powers permanently. It's good stuff. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. No, I've... I feel like this is one we could probably find a few episodes, maybe a story arc within the series to go watch and report back on at some point. Oh, mate, I was already watching this before we decided to do this show. <laughs> I was already yeah. on board. Really? After all the shit you give me for liking the X-Men movies, you're actually a secret X-Maniac over here. I think you don't love the movies, do you? I thought you loved the comics. I was just pranking. Yeah, I like the movies more, probably. There's like four good ones. The rest are just shit. I feel like they've they got a lot of shit these days because other movies have come since then. But they were they were the OGs. Yeah, I know that, but still, <laughs> you know, Blade was the OG. It doesn't mean Blade Trinity's good. I've never seen any Blades. Maybe I should. You haven't seen. You need at least need to see Blade One. I want. I want, that I is a I want to. I don't want not not want to. I do want to. So. Okay. Okay. One day. One day. No, there's not much we can add to the X Men discourse. It's it's a good show. Yeah, one of the greats. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that about Iron Man. No, fuck off. Fuck off. This it was the best was, one. It was bad. Come it was amazingly it. bad, though. <laughs> I was pissing myself laughing at multiple points. It was right. so good. Focus it up. Plus, you got James. Well, by the way, it just throws us into this world. No explanation. Tony Stark's in the middle of bloody physical therapy. For what? We don't know. Something happened. You got 50 million villains. <laughs> led so by the Mandarin. We don't know who Mandarin is. <laughs> they did not give you a chance to get up to speed with anything. No, it's amazing. They just keep popping up. He just calls a rose gallery, does a cast call. He's like, yeah, bloody Dreadnought, fucking dickhead, you know. <laughs> Old love, Blizzard, get on in here. <laughs> it's great. And he's a weird green gremlin too. I don't know why they did that, but I love it. Amazing. Um, there's weird 3D animation thrown in every now and then. <laughs> so no mad. Well, yeah, the first time you're suiting up, just the most awful 3D animation you've ever seen in your life. It's really Tony Stark dark. His helmet. It's bad. It's you old. know You know why it's dark? I notice this on a lot of them. Yeah. It just goes randomly dim yeah. for some reason. I think it's because that's an edit to stop epileptic fits. Oh, okay. Because it happens the every original. time, like, flashing and shit happens. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, that, that's all fine. I don't have a problem with, with that aspect. But the, it's so jarring going from 2D to 3D. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. The bad 3D as well. Nothing. Oh, awful. And what's what's the Mandarin's plan at the start? He, like, steals some technology from Tony Stark. Yeah. And then he has to wait a year or something. He, he revenge. gets the submarine sort of stuck on the bottom of the ocean, just timely at Ooh. the moment, even on the <laughs> recording. Um, and then he has to like let it fester for a year to turn the people <laughs> in the submarine into zombies. But it just radioactive zombies. Thank you. It just makes for a really weird storyline where stuff happens, and it's just like one year later, more stuff's happening. Like you guys could decide I I... to have this happen overnight. You don't have to put a year gap in there. I don't. There's no point to I it. Know. When he said he had to wait a year, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is going to be like a season long arc, and he's yeah, going to yeah. come in at the end." Not next scene. It just says one year later, and Rhodey's just like, "It's been a year since Mandarin <laughs> broke in, and he hasn't done anything." And by the way, played by James Avery, War Machine, oh, great stuff. Cool. Um, how <laughs> weird, <laughs> very weird. There's a scene where Modok is being pushed around in a pram <laughs> for no reason. No reason. For no reason. <laughs> and it serves no purpose. Like they don't sneak in anywhere. He's no. just being pushed around in a pram. Yeah. And he, I don't know who the woman he's talking to is. She's another one of the fucking dickhead villains. He's just like, yeah. I'm gonna go talk to Mandy, and just flies off out of the carriage. And she's like, ah, you were my ride. Got, Pointless scene. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I, I, It gets resolved quite quickly at the end, the whole submarine thing. And I don't, I might have to watch it again, but I won't. But the impression I got was that Tony Stark just worked things out about what happened, the whole plan. I don't think there yep. was any scene of him figuring it out or like, 
putting the dots together. He just he just like says it. Maybe he just read the script. Just put it all together. I get it. And by the way, kind of an Avengers show as well. He has his own little squad too. He, he does. It, it's kind of yeah. It's two groups of heroes and villains up against each other. So it's Iron Man and friends, really. Yeah, we got War Machine, Hawkeye again. Gets a look in. Mm-hmm. By the way, goes to the final battle of the episode. Never uses the bow once. Just starts throwing haymakers. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, there's a Spider Woman, I believe. Sure, why not? And Sentry, who I don't know much about. So, good on him. He's seen. Um, he seems to be having fun. So. Yeah. But we're also in the era where Iron Man's suit doesn't just do everything. Mm. Like, he goes underwater at some point, but also has to put a diving suit over the top of his Iron Man suit. Yeah. Amazing. I, I do like the the days when he didn't just have a button on his watch that he could put a whole nano suit like they do on the movies towards the end. I think it's cool when he got it in a little suitcase. He's got to run to put the suitcase on. It takes a few minutes to, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a suiting up scene... It seems like towards the end, they stopped doing that in the movies and it's just very quick. Click your fingers and all of a sudden you've got the suit on. Yeah. Not as fun. No, no, good. Yep. Bring it back to these days. Can we talk about the first scene again, just quickly? The physical therapy. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know much about physical therapy, Dylan, in terms of like hydrotherapy, which is what he was doing. But... Generally speaking, do you think that the the therapist gets in a bikini and is like touching you and asking you if it feels good and you're in a jacuzzi as you do it? I mean, they do if you're Tony Stark, mate. I guess they do if you're Tony Stark. I I didn't, didn't think we'd be having so many bikinis in these episodes. And I probably no. should have expected it, to be honest, <laughs> given it's the 90s. <laughs> yeah, true. And by the way, when one of the, the fucking shithead villains breaks into the place, she just gets fucking thrown through the window. Oh, yeah. Into the yard. And then they go up to her and they're like, oh, is she all right? Bang's like, yeah, she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she got thrown out the top she story window. Yeah. But she's fine. She's fine. Oh, the scene. The scene where fucking Mandarin brings in all the villains. Do you remember his interaction with Blizzard? I, I do. <laughs> he almost kills him for no reason. It's the first part of the episode. No, no. There's a very good reason. Because Blizzard's like, why? I've been loyal. Mandarin's <laughs> like, nah. When you killed your drink, you killed my begonias. <laughs> <laughs> he nearly sends him to hell. <laughs> That's amazing. It's very. It makes you wonder. It's like why why would they stick around if they're villains in their own right? But I guess they want the power and want to please the dark master sort of style thing. Yeah. No, it was, it was very weird. It's. Oh, but it's great. Oh, I'm, I got another note. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you remember War Machine's bloody fucking hip lasers in the final battle? <laughs> I don't know if I I picked those. No. <laughs> hip lasers. It's amazing. Yeah, he just brings out lasers attached to his hips and starts shooting at everyone. It's <laughs> a little great. shimmy. It's the fucking stupidest thing. Yeah, he was. It's great. So, are you going to watch more of this? I think so. I think so. Okay, we'll this report back when you do, mate. 
Mate, they make this big deal about Titanium Man showing up, right? They're like, <laughs> oh, no. This is the big threat. Him and fucking War Machine just roll him up like a sushi roll in yeah. asphalt and just yeet him into space. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. No, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Okay, well, I don't agree with that. Again, no, no. it's a big swing of sorts. Of sorts. I did appreciate that I it was just that. a one-parter. Every other episode was... Every other pilot was actually two or three parts, which was annoying. Exactly. You're in and out. You're entertained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What more could you want? <laughs> one thing I read about it on Wikipedia is that a critic said that the characters are kind of doing stuff all the time. You don't really get to know them as people or as any characterization. But kids cartoon, not the be all and end all, I suppose. No. No. That's fine. Now, what, are, what are we going to talk about now? Spider-Man, I guess. I guess. We can talk about Spider-Man and then end on Silver Surfer. Um, iconic, the Spider-Man 90s cartoon. There have been plenty of Spider-Man cartoons out there, but this is probably still the best from, from what I gather. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, as far as amount of quality to quantity, sure. probably the best. Okay. Well, I mean, everyone loves Spectacular Spider-Man, but that was only one season. Yeah, sure. This is like five big meaty seasons yep. of just quality Spider-Man all the way through. Adapting a lot of the classic storylines. Um, that's that's good stuff. It, it it felt like a good TV show. Like, apparently the first season is Monster of the Week sort of stuff, and then it goes into more character arcs, but... I don't know whether it's just Spider-Man and X-Men are the better characters, but this compared to Fantastic Four, it was just miles ahead of just an actual quality show that you could find yourself watching and getting a lot out of. Maybe Peter Parker's just more interesting and they, they do a better job with him, but I was like, wow, this can be good after watching a few of the bad ones in a row. Yeah, he's just a better character. Like, he struggles. Like... Mm-hmm. The whole arc of this episode is he's trying to get some money to pay the bills for Aunt May. I know. And I was actually just saying this you in my review that? for um Inside Across the Spider-Verse with, with Sine on I Unlike You and Movies, where it's like, it's all good and fun to see the Spider-Verse movies right now, and that, that's kind of cool multiverse stuff. But really, the reason we love Peter Parker and Miles Morales and the Spider-Man characters so much is that they're more relatable. The fact that he... He's going to college and paying his way and has to take a shitty job at the Bugle. Like, that's that's cool. And he's balancing that with his responsibility as a superhero. Which I think the, the Spider-Verse and the Tom Holland movies sort of have strayed from, you know? Yeah. Uh, we'll probably be getting back there with Tom Holland. Probably yeah. no way home ended. Brought him back to basics. But yes, absolutely. We'll see how we go. Um, the theme song, I can't get behind, sadly. But, you know... You can't have them all. It's lyrically weird, isn't it? I think some of the lyrics are just like straight up spider blood, spider blood, radioactive <laughs> spider blood. Did I hear that right? I think so. It's just it's like just like electric guitar and stuff, isn't it? It's just like no good. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, very odd. Yeah. You can't beat a classic. Just, go, just grab the 60s thing. Just throw just, it in. Just exactly fun. right. Do that on a 90s guitar. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, again, there's not a lot to say apart from the fact that this is a great series. The pilot, well, the first episode, he's fighting the lizard and hitting all the beats. Classic. You know? Yeah. 
He's in the sewers. Classic. Yeah. Eddie Brock hanging around. Rival is in the sewers. Yeah. Yeah. I like how they put Eddie Brock in early as a rival Mm. before he's Mm. Venom. Yeah. Good stuff. No, this is one I would go back and watch, I think. 100%. No, what else I liked. Mm. Ed Asner as J. Jonah Jameson. Mm. Pretty good choice. He is. In a world without... grumpy old man as good as anyone. (laughs) Absolutely. In a world without uh, J.K. Simmons, yeah, definitely. Yeah, very solid. Very solid. Mm. I I will say, one thing I didn't like about it is how long it took Spider-Man to realise the lizard was Dr. Connors. (laughs) Come on, mate. (laughs) You're in his office. And And he tells people, you're in his office, you see him running around. He's wearing this lab coat. Blizzard is. Not to mention that you know exactly what his research is about. It's into lizards. He helped him. <laughs> he helped him with it. He literally was with him when he used the machine on yeah. the rodent to try and grow limbs using reptile DNA. Mm-hmm. Dr. Connors has one arm. What do you think the end goal is here, Spider-Man? <laughs> he's, he's a bit naive still. He's a bit, bit, um, a bit forgiving everybody, I think. He just... Sees the best in them all. They didn't want to think yeah, that Dr. Connors could be evil. But okay, he right. does live in a world where he's a Spider-Man, so maybe he should have a bit more of an understanding of how things can go wrong. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. But other than that, solid stuff. Very entertaining. No. And you watched a bit of this when you were a kid, you said. You remember any episodes? or? I, just... I remember I remember Madam Web. I think oh, I yeah. caught around the end of the season with Multiverse happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you the other day, I do remember the spot sticking out. All right, that's I remember cool. the spot episodes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Other than that, it's kind of a blur. I remember some Venom episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. No, After this that. one this one holds up. And they what they were doing, as we said, was adapting a lot of the comic book storylines. So probably they're working with maybe a higher quality of content that they're doing that with. But I guess nothing's stopping the other cartoons doing that as well. And I guess they kind of are like Fantastic Four and X-Men Hulk. Does. X-Men, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was very well done. And there was a, a big leap in quality as I... So I, I pretty much went the list down, to be honest. I went, I started off with the bad ones according to <laughs> the list and then finished on the good one. I was like, oh, this is so good. I'm like, oh yeah, because I'm on the list. Of course it is. Fuck <laughs> my man. I'm in the middle. No, it's the best one. Hundred percent, it was amazing. Arguably, though, another best one was our last one. Yeah, Silver Surfer. Pretty high production values on this one, and quite, um, quite adult themes, and a pretty, <laughs> a pretty somber, serious tone for a kids' cartoon, right? And very out there as well. Mm. What a bizarre idea! It's very. Feel Jack Kirby's hand in this, for sure. <laughs> We've got the three-parter. So they pack a lot of content into this pilot, and they pretty much tell the story of the Silver Surfer. There's a note of, like, no just throwing into the story and the guy who's a Silver Surfer surfing the cosmic waves. No, he's, they, they start him up. Galactus is there, eating planets. He offers himself up as a as a tribute as a compromise don't take my planet but you can have me and i'll help you with all your your bloody eating planets out there help you find other planets to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. but he gets double crossed and he loses his memories 
he becomes the Herald of Galactus, but then he fights bloody Thanos in the first, second episode, starting off low. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and then, um, yeah, he starts to remember, and he realizes that he is not just this cosmic entity known as a Silver Surfer, but he had life before that, and so he needs to protect people like like the planet he came from. Um, the Watchers hanging around, watching and narrating, Good stuff. I know, I know. And perfect narrator for the Marvel Universe is the Watcher. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing though, Dylan. Mm. He called the Watcher and he's like, my job is to watch things. But he always interferes. I think he should he be called does. the Interferer. He should. I agree. 100%. <laughs> I mean, good luck to him. He, he does try to help. But also, mate, your, your job is the Watcher. Just watch things. <laughs> the fact that he decides here as well to help the planet where Silver Surfer originally comes from, because he's like they're they're really good people. They they help. They're like a force for pacifism in the world and in, in the galaxy. I'm gonna help him out, even though I'm not supposed to. He gives him a five second head start. What are they supposed <laughs> to do? Galactus is right on top of him. That was exactly in my note. In my notes, how did he help? Gave him a fifteen second warning. Absolutely pointless breaking your rule. <laughs> At that point, Matt, you've already let him die. <laughs> oh, crazy. Oh, and then that was funny. The only thing he does by revealing himself then and not helping any further is that whenever Silver Surfer gets into trouble, he's like, Watcher, please help me. And he doesn't even turn off most of the time. <laughs> no, only sometimes. Sometimes he does. Oh, shouldn't have played his hand. Um, what's it with um in the comics, old mate Thanos is in love with Death, Lady Death, yet none of the adaptations want to do that, do they? Is it too weird for them? This one did. I mean, well, they yeah. he called her Lady Chaos, but I think it's because it's a kid's cartoon. Pretty much he's, he's doing everything to please her, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Just do but it. Yeah, it's definitely Commit. supposed to be Death. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got fucking Galactus eating planets. Quite a mouthful. <laughs> True. True. Now, what do you think of the CGI Galactus? I mean, for the time, it's pretty decent. Yeah, they did it artistically too. It's a bit stylized. I, I think it's it. I think it's pretty cool. The fact that he's CGI, but everything else is two D. That is kind of like as a reason for that for that dissonance. I didn't mind that at all. Yeah, makes him imposing, mm-hmm. otherworldly, mm-hmm. dominant. He mm. also doesn't have to move much. Our Galactus. Yes. So yeah, true. So not found out too much. That definitely like that. helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the general plot of the ep- of the three episodes is, as we said, Galactus turns up. Um, Silver Surfer offers himself. He has an episode where he fights Thanos and gets his thoughts back, his memories back. On near Ego, the living planet. Oh yeah, way. he gets a gets a bit of fun, bit of bit of a shout out to Ego. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And then. Um, Galactus ends up on Earth, starts eating up Earth. Um, in this universe, there's going to be any other heroes around, so they're just still happening. Um, and Silver Surfer goes down there and just try and help people. And he comes across this these couple girls who are like doing rollerblading on this is like a Venice Beach, it seems, in LA. Yeah. And do you notice the girl? She's like, oh, just my luck. A hot alien comes to Earth and he wants to blow us up. Like, why is this all about you? Just your luck. 
whole world's being eaten up, lady. Nah, good on her, though. Nah, she, and then she becomes Nova at the end, I think. Yeah, yeah apparently. There you go. Why nah. not, right? Do you like it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, with it being a three-parter, basically just got a really solid Silver Surfer movie. Yeah, pretty honest. much, pretty much. I really liked at the end when Silver Surfer's had enough. He's fed up with Galactus. He's sort of quit his job, I suppose. And he starts yeah. fighting him. He just, like, starts... Like throwing cosmic beams at him, not flinching at all. Galactus, he doesn't even notice it. Doesn't stop him. He's just like, yeah. I'm doing what I can. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, that's Why is good. Life still a surfer? Yeah, he's never had a good run in the movies, has he? Just that one movie, I think. Just the the second Fantastic of the original Fortnite. Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, wasn't his fault. He was pretty good in that. Our buddy Lawrence Fishman voicing him from from memory, yeah, uh, it was good. Mm. Yeah, um, there's still he'll be around at some point, and he's usually tied up with the Fantastic Four, isn't he? So they'll probably have him in some movie eventually. Oh, please, Megan. Yeah, Megan. Such a weird character that should not have staying power. <laughs> a fucking silver surfing alien. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm. It's such a Stan Lee thing. <laughs> But I guess yeah, everything good... around it that Jack Kirby obviously contributed yeah, 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 is just yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. I think, um, as we've said, the Marvel Universe, the MCU, the movies, it's a bit on tilt at the moment. It's sort of people have lost interest in it. So I think they'll have to go back eventually and sort of soft reboot it or reboot it all completely. And maybe they'll focus on these other characters like the X-Men and Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer, make things a bit different. Have them in there from the beginning. Mm. We should do. Mm. Mm. That'd be good. So, which ones are we going to watch some more of, Dylan? I definitely think Silver Surfer. That's only 13 episodes. That cancelled after one season. Mm. That's easy to give a crack. Spider-Man. I'll definitely watch that. Mm-hmm. I'm going back and reading all the old comics, so... No, you're, yeah, in, you're right, in, right in the prime position, aren't you? Yeah, mate. Bloody Spider-Verse got me hooked on Spider-Man again. I love it. <laughs> reading the old Stan... By the way, that could be my get amongst it. Oh, here we go. Read some Spider-Man comics. Yeah. 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 Reading all the old Stanley ones. Yeah. So many classic villains out the gate. Lizard, Mysterio, Sandman, Electro. They're all in early. In the first 20 issues. Isn't that crazy? Spider-Man definitely got the best Rose Gallery in the Marvel Universe, I reckon. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you. 100%. But yeah, give it a read. It's just so very quaint, those old comics. It so is fun, fun going back and reading them. I've At uh, various points, I've gone back and read some of like the 40s and 50s um, Batman and Superman. And really? Yeah, they're, they're quite odd compared to what we get these days. There was one I think where Batman was like solving a murder at a that happened at a play or something. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, and yeah, it's just it's a different sort of um, different style of, of how they're written and, and drawn. It's kind of fun to read. It's a bit hard, you know. It's always different reading things from a different time period because it's not what we used to. But figure out of it. What are you enjoying the most about these Spider Mans? I think just the fact that like. It's all fresh. Like, it's all happening for the first time. Yeah. Like, nothing's been done before. 
when you're eating it. Just with that fact in mind, it's very cool. And just seeing Stan Lee as an actual writer, like you get used to just seeing him as the, the funny cameo man mm. in the Marvel Universe. But his writing style is pretty good. It's very innocent, very childish, very full of wonder. Steve, get Steve Ditko's art. I'm going to have to agree with some of the uh, scathing letters they get and that they print in the comics in the spider's web. It can be pretty ordinary sometimes. It's not yeah. the best drawer. <laughs> but, you know, it's okay. It's actually funny you mentioned that because I watched a video last night and it was about when the golden age of The Simpsons was and looking into that mm. sort of concept. And they mentioned some of the writers from The Simpsons have like pushed back against that concept. And what they were saying is like, the golden age just happens to be when you watch it when you're a kid for the first time. Like you're looking back at it, you're nostalgia, you got rose colored glasses, right? And he actually, one of the writers actually mentioned when I was a kid reading Spider-Man comics, I thought that was the golden age, but that's just because that's what I watched read when I was a kid. And because it's, because it's fresh and new. And like, like you just said, like that sort of lends itself to the idea of the golden age. I think there's something in that. So who was saying that was it the new writers on the Simpsons? No, that's for the writers. It was a like a bad job. <laughs> no, it's not the original writers from the from the nineties. Unless you might have been Al Jean or someone like that. They're too humble. They're too humble. The Simpsons definitely had a golden age, and it was seasons two to nine, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, but part of that is the fact that when you're watching it for the first time, like they're they're fresh and innovative ideas as well. And even if it's a funny mm. joke, after you've seen that joke many times done in different ways up to season 30 it's not quite as golden as it was back in season two to nine yeah absolutely but no it's good stuff i'm yeah. just about to get into green goblins first story Ooh. but get this little twist the most forgettable villain so far the enforcers from the big man are teaming up with green goblin so i don't know where we're going so the big man story. He's a big man, is that it? Pretty much? <laughs> no. He's an ordinary man. Oh, just regular size man. Silver mask. Yeah. Okay. He's a, he, he's a big man in the crime world, Bonnie. Oh. Bigger do big man. Not literal big man. <laughs> he should at least be a big man as well, physically, I think. <laughs> Otherwise, that's no good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kingpin fits the description more. He's the big man. He's the king. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think once Kingpin came around, the big man. He realized his time was up. Anymore. Yeah. Not even big, he said to himself. Not even big. Look at this guy. He doesn't even need to call himself the big man, and he's the big man. He just self evident. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, good stuff, though. Um, You can basically read every comic ever Marvel's ever done on the Marvel Unlimited app. And it's like oh, 10 bucks a month, I think. It's pretty good. And you get access to like every comic ever written. So, no brain. It's a good deal, I reckon. Yeah. 10 bucks a month. Yeah. Everything. Right. It's really good too. It automatically takes you to the next one in the series. Mm. It zooms in on each individual panel when you're reading on like oh, iPad yeah. or iPhone. You like doing that? Yeah, for sure. Mm. That might be why I have an issue with the art because I'm like all zoomed in on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see like every detail. But, you know, it's still good stuff. It's good that, that they still exist in some some way. Oh, absolutely. Those original ones, yeah. Sure. No, good stuff. But anyway, I'm talking about the series you watch. I watched Silver Surfer. 
I'll watch Spider-Man. Currently watching X-Men, so that's going to happen. And Iron Man. I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to give that the final crack. Wow. It's only two seasons. I reckon I can do it. <laughs> um, I don't know if I will straight away, but I, I definitely would watch more of Spider-Man and X-Men. Um, Silver Surfer, I could give another shot. It, it was that, that extra bit of quality. Um, other ones, no good, except for the Johnny Storm song from Fantastic Four. I'll watch that again, I'm sure. I'm sure you will too. Now probably will again. <laughs> you know you should do a Spider Man. Just just make it your Saturday morning cartoon. Just watch it every Saturday morning. That could be fun. Eventually you get through it. Yeah. No good stuff. Who good. says you have to binge everything? Yeah, I, I have had that in the past where like I've had one show that I watch and then I don't watch anything else until I get past it. But then it's quite limiting, you know. It's not how TV used to be. You used to watch things when they were on every week. If you missed it, you missed it. Take yourself back. Show a little self-restraint. Make this a little weekly cartoon for you. I think you'll love it. Get my couch and my jammies. Some cereal. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. No, good stuff. No, good in you. What a, what a journey we've taken. But now, Lonnie, can you take everyone through the journey? Of where we are on the socials. All right. I'll take us home. We're on um, Facey and Insta. We have a Twitter account. The fact that we haven't used it for so long and Twitter is dying. You can follow us, but we ain't doing much on there. <laughs> okay? Until Elon Blame leaves. Musk. Until Elon leaves, then we're back on Twitter, okay? That's a promise from you to me. We'll see. If he loses the fight to, to the Zuck, he might uh, yep. just bow out in shame. We'll have to go there and gloat if he does do that. Anyway, we're on those social media platforms. You can follow us along, and um, when we get around to it, you can follow, you can get updates on the episodes and whatnot. Um, we have a website. We've got Acast. You can follow us on there. It'd be cool if you could give us a rating on your podcast app. It does help spread the word. And tell your mates, if you, you know, when you're talking about podcasts, at your regular podcast meeting date, just tell them. This one's one you listened to recently. Tell them all. Spit it out. You've been holding <laughs> it in for too long. Uh, we've got lots of episodes in our back catalogue we've got a mini series with Christina Ritchie with her of her about her I should say probably more accurately mini mini in massive quotes yes yes um, looking at her filmography I've got another podcast that you can listen to with movie reviews I mentioned it before um, if you like Marvel stuff and you like our take on it we've done some episodes about Marvel things um, we, we try to fix the MCU not too long ago we did some DC stuff, if you're more into that part of it. Lots of Batman content in the back catalogue. So, yeah, get amongst those, I reckon. Get amongst it all. What? Listen to every episode twice, why don't you? Exactly right. Share it to all your friends twice, too. And yeah. we always thank Mark the Man for the theme song. I've been a bit harsh on some of the theme songs of the cartoons we watched, Dylan. I think our theme song, though, Top Notch, it's better and better every week, doesn't it? Oh, it's better than all of them. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Not even questioned. In fact, I'm going to listen to it right now. So, until next time, I miss you, man. I'll listen to it too. I miss you, man. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Thanks, Marky. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.